there was a cruise ship recently where the captain, he drove too close to the shore. He was showing off for somebody who was on the shore. Mm. And he came by to like wave at them or something right. like that, right? And he wound up hitting a reef mm-hmm. and sank the cruise ship. If you are got all these lives on board mm-hmm. and you have all this weight that you're carrying and you have all this responsibility, you should be nowhere near a reef. Yeah. Even if you could drive within 50 feet of the reef yeah. and you're the best pilot, you're the best captain, whatever, <laughs> you should be 500 Sailor. yards. Mm-hmm. You should be so far away that yeah. nobody could even accuse you, accuse you of being reckless. Right. Right. And I think that's how it is in life. Like, with your marriage. I don't, if, I never want to be accused of being reckless with my marriage. What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Uncomplicated Can we talk podcast? about that new sweatshirt? I like how the Nike kind swoosh matches you. your lipstick. Yes. Hey, we're jumping <laughs> into uh, podcast number 20 something. 20 something. And we got questions that you've submitted. Right before we jump into this, I want to say this. Many of you, or not enough of you, have requested a free Bible. And I would love to send you a Bible. I would love to put this in your hands if you have questions about faith uh, or life. It's called also, the New Testament Uncomplicated. What's up? I mean, tell them there is a really cool uh, like pre-section. Yeah. Post-section, pre-section. Top 10 questions about faith. Top 10 questions about faith. So not only is it the New Testament, you've got some really, really awesome resources that Justice uh, wrote, and uh, I think it's the best best one out there. So, JusticeColeman.com or possibly uncomplicated.faith. That website will be up soon, but we shall see. (laughs) Just go to (laughs) JusticeColeman.com. All right, let's jump into these questions. Go ahead, grab the first one. These came in through Instagram. They came in through the comment section. They came in through the website. All right. Is DMing with the opposite sex an affair? Would you consider DMing with the opposite sex? What's DMing? Let's start there. An affair. Okay. And then what's an affair? In case you are over, you know, 70 years old and you don't know what a DM is, it is a direct message on a social media platform. So um, a message that no one else sees. This is not public. This is a private message. Isn't it crazy how we live in a world where anybody can just DM you? You know. Anybody can just message you. (laughs) They don't even know you. Totally. I mean, depending on your privacy, I was just talking to our son recently about how when a boy would call me back in the day, you know, growing up junior high, high school, they, my parents would pick up the phone. This was the only way you could get a hold. There was no email. There was no texting. There was none of this would have to call my house, get through the gate of my parents to talk to me. So they knew who was on the phone yes. and who went, how long I was talking. And then they could listen on the other line. There wasn't even cordless phones yet. So oh, we were yeah, stuck yeah, 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 to yeah. a cord in a certain room. Mine was in the kitchen. Ours and was I next would, to a sliding glass door. So I would go outside with the I cord would try and to get to the laundry room to just get a little bit of privacy. Extension cord. <laughs> oh, the laundry room. Turn on the washer and dryer. Hey, I forgot to uh, introduce Trisha. She's uh, on the keys today. Yes. She's going to provide us with every, grace and brilliant. She's going to be our fact checker. Yes. Uh, Trisha, good morning. Do you remember? Did you have a phone in your room growing up? Did you have your own phone in your room? Oh gosh, no. Do you remember <laughs> the pager days? Oh yeah, uh, I had a pager. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm fluent have a in pager, pager code. One four three. <laughs> One four three, baby girl. <laughs> so the question here for you know, and all the millennials in the room are saying, "What?" Yeah, they don't yeah care. it means I love you guys. Okay. One four three. Uh, is DMing <laughs> with the opposite sex an affair? So that just means like, uh, if somebody slides on in, if somebody 
says something to you, Maria, you don't know them, or maybe you saw them somewhere, I don't know, and they try to break the ice and say something, mm -hmm. for you to begin to engage with that person yeah. on what level, is that appropriate or not? I'm going to go ahead and say, if you're married. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, it just course. says with the opposite sex in an affair, like whether oh, you're well, married you or they're married. You have to be in a marriage to have an, aff an affair to be had. So All right. I think that is a uh, Yeah, but the person assumption, who's DMing, assumption. they may not be married. Okay. So they may not realize. Here, I'll tell you this. When we first started dating, how old was I? We were like- We were 21. 21? Yeah. 21. Mm -hmm. And when was the moment that you knew that I loved you? Um, when you told me, <laughs> I don't know. You always say, <laughs> what did I say? When I pulled out ago. my flip phone. Oh, that was a moment of yes. <laughs> when I pulled out my razor. When you pulled out phone. your flip phone. Um, you told me you loved me, I think the day before. Uh -huh. And then we were like, oh, how are we going to do this? We're friends we're trying to figure it out. And then you go, no, I'm serious. And you pulled out your phone and you took out an hour <laughs> to delete all the numbers of other girls that were in your phone Maria. that you. Do you understand what a player that makes me look like when it says I it took mean, an you hour to delete all the phone you numbers? You were popular. This was a catalog was of hour. years. Get out of here. Anyway, um, here. he, you did. And you said, I don't need these numbers anymore. And I was like, well, what if they're your friends? You're like, no, I'm good. Like you're it. And you, you just proceeded to delete a lot of numbers from your phone. And I remember, phone. you know, when you're single and you have all these friends that are girls mm -hmm. and whether you're hooking up with them or whether they're friends with benefits or whether they're just, you know, girls who are friends that you've known for a long time. And then you stop talking to them. Mm -hmm. Of course, that single person is going to be like, what a jerk. Like, who, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, was I only in his life or like, you know, and then, um, but the thing is when you're married, this is why I say this, you protect your marriage at all costs. It's a whole mm. different posture, right? Yeah. The most important thing in my life is my marriage, right? my relationship with God and my marriage, mm -hmm. right? So it takes a whole different, almost like, it's like I'm defensive. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, so so if somebody, not having somebody's number, right? right? Or, or, or when somebody DMs me, whatever it's about, I don't answer those DMs or I don't text back or I don't whatever yeah. because I don't want the door open at all. Right. And part of it is, yeah, part of it's perception too. Mm -hmm. Like the last thing you ever want to do. Like I want to be so far away from even being, accused yeah. of like flirting, mm -hmm. right? Some people, they go, I'm not flirty. I'm just friendly. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, voices. well, then you got to, you <laughs> got to figure out, sound? I'm not flirty. I'm just friendly. <laughs> so you that have is to, the Valley girl. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to figure out how to like protect your marriage. Yeah. If that's, if that's, well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How would you feel if a guy began to DM me and even if it wasn't flirtatious, even if it was just like, hey, how's your day going? I assume a lot of guys try to DM you. You tell me all the time about guys that try to pick up on you. Yeah, I just don't listen. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't blame them. DMs. I don't blame them. I would try to hit on you too. <laughs> and if I was a single guy, this is back to my point, and you were married, mm -hmm. I don't have that same weight of a marriage. I don't understand right. what don't it understand means. You don't understand the sanctity and the yeah, value of right. what. So if I'm DMing you and I'm a single guy and you don't hit me back, you're like, oh, what a jerk, you know? Uh, but you, he doesn't realize that you're protecting your marriage just like I'm protecting my marriage, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, that's why I, I stay out of the DMs is because of because of that. Why do you, you think know? this question came in today? Um, I think that question came in because there was a celebrity recently mm -hmm. that got in trouble for DMing and he said, I didn't have an affair 
with this uh, supermodel or whatever it was. Instagram model. Yeah, I don't yes. know all the details. Um, but uh, I did cross the line, you know, DMing. And um, that's the thing is, like, to be honest with you, I had a guy who worked for me one time who was a pastor, DM somebody, I fired him. Yeah, it was inappropriate. I fired him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, nope, we don't do that. Yeah, and I said, "There's you have to be so far away from that. You have to be so far. It's like- Bring some clarity to that though, because that sounds very harsh. Like someone that worked for you, let's talk about the role of a pastor yeah. and saying, you know what I mean? Like the, I think you have to explain that a little bit more before you just like fly over that. Oh, someone DM someone, I like fired well, them. Let's talk about that a little bit to bring some context. All right, let's say it this way. Let's say it this way. All right, okay. I know all the story, you know all the story, but the people listening, that's like, wait, what? Like- if yeah. you're going to say that, go ahead, talk about it a little bit more. All right, let's say it this way. <laughs> let's say you're the captain. And then Trisha has some, some stats for us. Trisha, I'd love to see how, how many DMs and Facebook messages lead to divorce. That's what I would love to see. Let's see if, if there's you can something search like that. that. Um, okay, imagine you're driving a cruise ship, right? There was a cruise ship recently where the captain, is that what they call called? Yeah, captain. Yeah, captain. He <laughs> drove too close to the shore mm -hmm. because supposedly he was showing off for somebody who was on the shore. Mm. And he came by to like wave at them or something right. like that, right? And he wound up hitting a reef mm -hmm. and sank the cruise ship. Okay. Right? Because he was too close to the shore. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. So if if you're got all these lives on board mm -hmm. and you have all this weight that you're carrying and you have all this responsibility, you should be nowhere near a reef. Yeah. Even if you could drive within uh, you know, pilot that thing within fifty feet of the reef yeah. and you're the best pilot, you're the best captain, whatever, you should be 500 Sailor. yards. Mm -hmm. You should be so far away that yeah. nobody could even accuse you, accuse you of being reckless. Right. Right. And I think that's how it is in life. Like with your marriage, I don't, if, I never want to be accused of being reckless with my marriage. Yeah. I want to be so far away and people get really extreme with it. Mm -hmm. They don't ride in the car with a girl of the opposite sex alone, alone. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't, I've heard pastors say, I don't get an elevator alone, you know, and you just got to figure out what being reckless looks like for you. Personally, I don't ride in a car mm -hmm. with, with guys. Last, the other day, um, the other day, by the way, when I say the other day, that could mean any time between the year 1999 and 2022. <laughs> the other day, my niece got baptized. Yes. Right. And she's a young, beautiful, blonde, 20 mm -hmm. something year old. Little bombshell. Yeah. Yeah. She was living with us for right. a year. Mm -hmm. She's she got baptized. It was such a huge deal. Yeah. We had uh, I was driving somewhere that I was going to church that night. Yeah, you had a speaking engagement. Yeah, and she okay. She was with me yeah, on the yeah. way to the speaking engagement, right? And I posted something, you know, about you know her in the car with me, or whatever. And immediately, one of my friends texts me. He goes, "Dude, why are you in He's a like, car? What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> with this blonde girl." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize right. that perception." Mm-hmm. By you know? yourself, because you two were the only ones in the car. Yeah, but yeah, it was my yeah. niece. Totally. It's like my little sister, right? right. She lived at she our house. Lived, she was like a daughter to us in yeah. so many ways. Yes. So I'm like, dude, I need to be careful even with the perception of some of this stuff. Yeah. You know? And if you're watching this and you're single, you're like, that's extreme. That's not fair to the niece because she should be able to ride with her uncle. And she did. And she did. She did and it. she was. I'm just not going to post about it. Right. You know what I mean? Or bring context. Hey, yeah. here's my niece. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? Yeah. But, um, but, but, but single people who aren't married, um, I hate to say this because it sounds it sounds condescending, but it's just like just imagine for a second how many marriages end in divorce, and it's like most marriages, like yeah. most marriages end in divorce. It takes a level of like protection and like so so 
just, just think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he might not be messaging you back or she might not be messaging you back if you're single just because of that. They're protecting their marriage. And I remember having gone through this when I first started dating you and I deleted those girls' phone numbers yeah. and like they were all mad at me and I, and I was like trying to explain to them like, no, like I, this is a way that I'm getting ready to yeah. uh, marry this woman. Like I, I you know, I'm, I'm really sorry, you know. And you know what? You're right. It isn't fair. Right. It isn't fair. But you know what? It's the consequence of my sin. I never should have been that familiar with you. I'll just say it that way yeah. before anyways, because I, I, I had sinful behavior with you. Mm-hmm. Now the dynamics changing. Yeah. I never should have been that. If I had treated you like a sister this whole entire time, this wouldn't be weird for us. <laughs> right. Right. Totally. So, um, That's good, yeah, the good guy, counsel. the guy who I fired, you tell the story. What happened? Um, there, he'd done something and I'd warned him. Because yeah. it didn't look good. It, there was some some stuff that happened. And then uh, he yeah. DM'd someone. I met with his wife and him. Yeah. And I said, hey, you got to make some changes. And he said he would. Yep. And then he DM'd someone that was not his wife that was super flirtatious yeah. and inappropriate yeah. language. Kind of yeah. like, you know, whatever. And yeah. you were like, nope. Yeah. I think, too, there's a, a level when you're a leader, especially in a church, yeah. that, like, you just said that wide berth. Like, you got to stay so far away from yeah. that. Um, yeah. And I don't think I don't think pastors are supposed to live at a higher standard. I think pastors are supposed to live at the standard. Yeah. Right? So I think a pastor should say, follow me as I follow Christ. This is what it looks like to yeah. live by faith, to live generously, to live modestly, to live— uh, ethically to live, um, protecting my marriage, you know, whatever it is to live righteously. Like you're trying to, you, you, people follow people. So we need an example of someone to follow and yeah. a pastor is supposed to kind of like show that, show what that looks like, you know, not supposed to be perfect in right. any ways. In fact, you're supposed to, as a pastor, make sure everybody knows that you're struggling just as hard as they are. Right. Uh, but for somebody to be in the DMS of somebody and if they go to my church, which they did, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's no, there's no two right. strikes. You're Your out. job is You're to out. protect yeah. the the people. Yeah. If somebody there. who works for me is in the DMs of anybody in our congregation who's married, right? Yeah. Dunzo. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that doesn't make me sound too <laughs> ruthless. I but think it's just. Marriages have to be protected. Like, yeah. It's, it, it, it is it, one of the, the things that God created. And so I think even that, just knowing that it's like, there's such a sanctity and whether you have, you're married or you're not, maybe you, you know that sanctity yet, or you don't like, it's still there. Um, it's tempting, man. Last night, dude, somebody said something from our church on a story and I started to write something to them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to open this door, mm. you know, to this person. And, um, yeah, so the DMs for me, it's kind of like just like a door that needs yeah. to stay shut. Um, I do answer them every now and then, but like I was just telling Fernando earlier, like I batch delete those suckers because, yeah. you know, when are you looking at DMs? Late at night, you're laying in bed, like you're going through stuff like that. Like you just got to be smart. You just got to make wise decisions and protect the things that are most important to you. And the last thing I ever want is you. The worst thing in my life would be somebody accusing me of something, even accusing me of something. Mm-hmm. I don't, I want to be a million miles away from even being accused of being reckless yeah. with the most important totally. things in me my too. life. It says in Ephesians, I think it is, it says, may there not even be a hint, hint. of yeah. sexual immorality or a hint of greed among you. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I, I want to stay away. So, so, so is DMing with the opposite sex an affair? I would say, I mean, depends what you're saying. What's an affair? But 
an affair is breaking a covenant or breaking that covenant, that trust. Or a betrayal. A betrayal. That's a great word for it. Yeah. Uh, with your spouse. If you were DMing with a guy uh-huh. and you were keeping it from me, I would feel absolutely betrayed. Totally. It would be, It would take years of rebuilding that trust. Yeah. If you kept anything from me, totally. I'd feel absolutely betrayed. Yeah. If you had a credit card that I didn't know about, I'd feel absolutely <laughs> betrayed, right? You should, because yeah. we're we've made we've made a decision to do our life together, yes. which is every you know, we share all the parts of our life. There's yeah. nothing we keep from each and other. And we're a part of this extremist cult called Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> we're part of this extreme you know, commitment Take to that this. Back. Okay, Don't it's not say a cult. that. That it's sounds awful. We're a part of I was just thinking of in Romans where it says <laughs> Not even your body belongs to yourself. It belongs to your wife. Yeah. Like I would say we're, an we're, extremist faith. Extreme covenant. Extreme with each faith other. <laughs> that <laughs> um Christianity's yeah. not a cult. Is that what you want me to say? Yeah, but even with your this, I don't like I don't I, I I'm not liking the vibe of, right, of that conversation. It? No, I mean we believe this and and the the decisions that may seem extreme to someone who doesn't follow Christ have changed our life have changed our life and make absolute sense yeah. so um, I'm thinking of the person but who's I watching think to this the rest of everybody who maybe isn't right. following Jesus it would seem that way but for you to say that even jokingly to me All makes right, it I take feel it back like, I take it you. back so take it back. what my point was yes. was we have uh, we have some pretty extreme commitments in our life yeah the kind of commitments that people would say, why on earth would you ever do that? Yeah. And it comes from this extreme loyalty to Christ. Yeah. So, because he did something extreme for us mm-hmm. and we live in response to that. Yeah. And it says in Romans that when it comes down to even having sex with your wife, that this needs to be frequent and it needs to be regular and it needs to be passionate because, you know, your body and my body doesn't just belong to ourselves anymore. Mm-hmm. When we're in a covenant, it belongs to each other. Yeah. And so, what people 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 don't know that they don't they, they think that their body is their own right but our body belongs to Christ it says mm-hmm. in 2 Corinthians and it belongs to each other it says in Romans totally so like even our body is in a co- in a commitment to and each that, other do yeah. you understand that a million you interview a million people they're gonna go my body's my, my, my own, choice my yeah. choice my, my own my, thing my yeah thing. and then you're like wait wait wait, wait. Christ died for me. He gave me his body. Right. So I'm, he, God gave me his body. Mm-hmm. The incarnate yeah. God, came, he came, put on human flesh and was ripped apart from me. He yeah. gave me, he laid down his body for me. So I'm actually not just giving him my sin. Right. I'm giving him my body. I'm giving him my everything. Everything. So yeah. it's not just a spirit commitment. It's a body commitment to yeah. God too. And people don't realize that. They think it's just a spirit commitment. Yeah. And in marriage... That's the only other time you have a spirit commitment, that and mm. your church. But that's the two things. The two institutions, institutions yeah. that God created mm-hmm. are uh, marriage and the church. Yeah. That's it. That's the only institutions. And so that's th- th- that requires a body and spirit covenant in, yeah. in, in, our, in our marriage. So, yeah. So people watching this are going to be like, that's so extreme. Yeah, that's like, crazy. What do you mean? It's what just do you a mean? DM. It's just a DM. It's yeah. just a hi. It's just a how's it going. And yeah. I think um, it's a door that you don't want open if you are in a, 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 a marriage covenant. If you're single and you're watching this, decide now what kind of marriage you want. Yeah. Is that appealing to you at all? In any way, is it appealing to be married to somebody who's willing to make that extreme of a covenant with God and with you that would say, I will never keep any secrets from you. 
I am an open book, you know, and yeah. I will not withhold from you. And we're going to be, nothing is going to get in the way of this intimacy. We're going to get each other's backs right. for as long as we live. Totally. We're going to be loyal to each other for as long as you live. It's me and you against the world. I mean, that has got to be appealing to mm -hmm. think about having somebody like that. And we have that. Have there been times in our life where there was something that we have, we violated or violated a bad word, but have, have, uh, um, crossed a line and said, Hey, I shouldn't have looked at that. Mm, yeah. I mean, how, I mean, that's, I can't count how many times I had to be like, Hey, listen, I was uh, on Instagram and this thing popped up and I started to look at it and I shouldn't have looked at it. And I just want to tell you that now yeah. because the last thing I want to do is, is keep that, is keep that. Mm -hmm. because I start keeping that, then I'll start looking at things more right? and then I'll start secretly following. And then that'll, that, that'll, that's going to roll into other kinds of sin where right. I'm acting on those, the, the, the sexual interests and stuff. And it's just going to be too much. So, so that's, that's where I want to be. I, mm -hmm. I, I want to be in that place with you. I feel like in answer to your question, if you deemed with another guy and didn't tell me about it, yeah, I'd be heartbroken. I'd be yeah. crushed. Yeah. I'd feel like what else are you keeping from me? Right. Yeah. And then I think for those of you that may be on the other side of betrayal, I was talking to a guy this week, just understand it might take years to build that trust back. Yeah. Ask yourself, is it worth it though? You know, thoughts? Yeah, no, that those are really, really great thoughts. I agree with all everything you said. I think um, I think this is such a point of pain for people. Yeah. And the, the lie that you hear is like, oh, it's, it's just a DM. And, and that's where something starts. It starts small. And then we just keep listening to the lie. Well, it's not, it, it's not that bad. And all of a sudden that becomes an emotional attachment, which becomes an emotional affair and an emotional affair is still an affair, right? Like, well, I mean, is emotional affair might be worse sometimes, you know, depending on, it really might be worse sometimes. if you're male or female, you know what I mean? I think sometimes elaborate on that without think, going too hard into stereotypes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think, um, I think sometimes men we kind of think in stereotypes sometimes because we see the same problem. Totally, we see the same problems happen Forgive over us. and over and over again. <laughs> so it's like a minute ago, you, you know. Anyways, yes, it's like we do. We so see the same stuff happen. We yes. So I mean, and stereotypes are for a reason, but we know they're that's not everyone. You know, give us a generalization here. A typical generalization. Thing. I think a, a man would say would have a physical affair and that feel worse to a woman, right? And vice versa, right? So like. If a woman has an emotional affair with a man to a husband, that would hurt more than the opposite. That's I think, what I've I seen. I think that's pretty fair assessment. Yes. You know? Because for guys, you know, I could tell you right now, if I, you know, when I, when, you, you know, we have to travel a lot. I have, I've, I haven't turned on the TV in a hotel room yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. More uh, longer, than that. Longer yeah. that. I, I, I don't turn the TV on when I go to a hotel room. I don't want to deal with that. I don't know what's going to come on there. I don't know. That's, I, I would rather just stay away from accidentally getting stimulated or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, that's just the way I, you know, protect marriage. You just, you just know, I'm not going to turn the TV and I take people with me almost every single time I go somewhere anyways, mm -hmm. but let's say it's a situation. Um, if I were to cross that line and mm -hmm. look at pornography, I can tell you what it would in my own body have nothing to do with you. Right. Right. So for a guy, a lot of times it has nothing to do with betraying their wife. They're just, am I allowed to say horn dogs? Can I say horn dogs? <laughs> Guys are just, you know, that's how they are. Right. So they, 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 you know, but 
that doesn't mean it's not going to hurt you. Right. So a guy's like, dude, it had nothing to do with her. I wasn't betraying her. It was mm-hmm. pornography. And then for a girl, it's not how that feels. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to understand that, that, and then people, here's the other lie. People go, oh, well that secret thing that you did doesn't hurt her. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Because it hurts your intimacy mm-hmm. and intimacy is felt. Yeah. You can feel it. You can mm-hmm. feel the wedge. Sure. So I may cross the line and do something like that, and you're going to feel it. You'll you'll be like, there's something up. Yeah. I know totally. you'll be like, there's something up, dude. Because there's the rest of our lives, you know what I mean? There's nothing that we, we keep from one another. So the moment there is something, whether it was you or me keeping something from the other person, we would feel that. There'd be a wedge. There would be a wedge. Call, for sure. call it a... Call it a vibe. Call it, call a it whatever vibe. you want to call it, yeah. but it would be there and it would be in the way of The us. world calls it science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, you know, other the the, 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 the the spiritual people call it energy, right? <laughs> call it a vibe. Christians, we call it spirit. Yeah. There's, there's an intimacy there that would be violated. There would be a wedge. Any secret that gets in the way yeah. is keeping us apart. Right. And that's the thing about marriage is a million decisions about am I going to bring come closer together or am I going to go farther apart? Yeah. Does this bring me closer together or does this bring me farther apart? That's yeah. every decision is kind of is kind of help is helping or hurting or or or, or moving yep. the intimacy. Intimacy is dynamic. It's not stagnant. Yeah, it's not stagnant. Right? It stays so, still. So even a sin like, you know, DMing secretly secretly, yeah. is going to hurt your intimacy totally. whether you act on it or not. So I would think it is a violation of that covenant. I don't know what this celebrity's commitment was to his wife because we've talked about this before. Marriage in the world is not necessarily the same thing as a Christian marriage. Right. You want to explain the difference? Yeah, I think uh, people that are not followers of Jesus, they make a covenant the day of their wedding to one another. Right. And that is the the focus. That is the bond. That is everything. I promise to love you the rest of your life. You promise to love me in sickness and death and good times and bad. Right. Um, did I say sickness and death? That's fine. Whatever. You know, it's all in there. (laughs) And so that that's what the the world's view of marriage is. But for those of us that are in Christ, our commitment is first to God. Right. To that's the commit. Yes. The The covenant covenant is father, I will take care of your daughter. Right. Right. I will my my covenant is with you. I'm making a vow to you. Right. In sickness. And in health, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what, Life I'm going to be faithful, right? <laughs> even if she doesn't deserve it, even if she betrays me, even if she doesn't matter, my commitment and covenant was not with her primarily. It was with you. Yeah, and since you God. never betray me, you're always faithful. You, you never, you know, yeah. then I'm going to uphold the commitment, the covenant because you're upholding your covenant with me. Yeah. And that's where the help comes from. Totally. He will help you do that. Yep. When your covenant is with him, when your covenant with each other, that's strong, but it's not necessarily supernatural. Yeah. So. So good. What are the stats you have for us, Trisha? Would love to share those. So what I'm seeing, the divorce rate, the increase is 4%, specifically associated with uh, Facebook. 
Okay. So oh, Facebook wow. is actually impacting the divorce rate. And then of I've read affairs. That yeah. And of affairs that do happen, 53% of them happen with people you know. They're friends. Mm. So 53% of the affairs happen with people you know. So that could lead you to believe people that are already following you right. and you're you're too familiar. Yep. You're so familiar with them that Co-workers, it starts off as a friendly right. conversation and then it kind of gets going and it's like well we already follow each other and so we're already just talking about well no, no, no. i think that 53 percent and correct me if i'm wrong maybe i heard it incorrectly is just people in your life your co-workers your friends and then my math uh 53 but, so 47 percent are people you don't know where maybe social media or something like that um has played a role yes lots of people you don't know you know sliding into your dms could have been the spark that's you know, one other fun fact that Hit DMs us. can be used against you in a court of law for divorce. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's pretty crazy. You know, pager, you couldn't do that back in the day. Like text messaging when we grew up wasn't a thing till like high school, college. Um, Talking on the phone. Yeah. It had to be like recorded or yeah. tapped or something. I mean, the only thing you could do was check. Remember those like 20 Digi- pages of stuff. like, you could only see who you were talking to. You could never see like what the conversation was because we used to pay per minute guys. So there was that bill of all the minutes that you were on your cell phone. But Anytime yeah. Somebody DMs me that I need to talk to because uh-huh. you know, you can kind of read the first part of it. Oh, if they're not friends of yours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just go, Hey, can you text me? I get my number. Because I just want to move that whole entire conversation onto my phone and stay out of the DMs. Yeah. So, not everybody thinks that way. Not everybody operates that way. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying, saying it's that's the only way. That's what we do, and it has been something that has helped us protect and guard our marriage. And How am our I doing on faithfulness and integrity with you? How am I doing? doing a ten. Yeah. Yeah. How did I get to a ten? Uh, building trust over time. When's the last time I lied to you? You don't. And I think that is the thing I was going to say that and earlier. I, when d- you were I have saying, screwed up. You, you, when you make a mistake and you're open about that, and hopefully I meet you with grace, that oh, actually so builds glad. our relationship and deepens our trust. Yeah. Because I know that I can trust you and I know that there's nothing you're keeping from me, even the parts of, you know, you maybe sometimes that you're, you made a mistake and you're not proud of that, but you, you, that's oh, the worst. You bring it to me I think it's and it a handful of times where it's like, I looked at many. something that I shouldn't have looked at. And most of know? the time I it's, feel like they're almost, I don't want to say insignificant, but they're small. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, wait, are you upset? And I'm like, no, like you're human. You made a mistake. You're telling me I love you. Like a lot of, talk to the ladies about that. Cause there's guys who might be watching this and like, man, maybe I need to tell my, Dude, we have multiple recovery ministries for guys and girls to get out of pornography addiction and sexual addiction. addiction. Uh Our girls group is bigger than our guys group to recover from sexual addiction. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because guys can't go to their wives. Talk to the wives for a second about that because yeah even though i haven't looked at pornography in 16 years 17 there's times that i've 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 looked at something that you know on instagram or whatever which i shouldn't have and then i'm like oh man i shouldn't have clicked their page or Mm -hmm. or whatever it was and i just wanted to tell you about it right away and i know based on the way that that was received from you yeah that you know you have a grace you know you have some sort of understanding you know of shame you know you get it like Guys carry shame about this. Yeah. All the, 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 the reason why sexual sin, sin is so hurtful, it says in Corinthians, is because it's the only sin that's connected to the inside of us. Yeah. 
right? All mm-hmm. the other sin is outside, but that's the inside. And that's why you'll see somebody who's like a victim of sexual sin, assault, yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, they'll jump in the shower and they'll take a shower and then they'll take another shower and they'll take another shower. And what they, what they're feeling is I need to get clean. Mm -hmm. I need to get this off me, but it's like, it's inside. It's not on top Yeah. because you know, whether that's something being done to you as a child or whether you feel like you carry it forever or whether it's, you know, having crossed the line with the girl that you love, you know, Mm -hmm. in the backseat of a car, backseat of a car, who does that anymore? So eighties. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So, there's that shame, and I think that you, I think you get the the principle of shame that's connected to that stuff. So well, that's why you, I think, you don't want me to feel guilt. I th- think, like shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think understanding the forgiveness that we've received as followers of Jesus is so important. And wives and ladies, um, when we're, I think think sometimes, at least for my own life, like I can remember early in our marriage, I'd be like, oh. Well, I'm not making any mistakes. And I, I had a little bit of a, um, a, a self-righteous view of my own life, if I'm really honest. And quickly after marriage, I think being married to someone, you realize how imperfect you are because they help you see. <laughs> they're helping carve away at like just in, in the best way, the things that you need to grow in and, and whatnot. And so I very soon realize like I'm not perfect too and I'm making mistakes and I hurt them and I say things that aren't right and understanding the forgiveness of God you're able to extend it and I think so many times women we have to know that our spouse isn't perfect nor are we and they're gonna make mistakes and you have vowed to walk through Mm. those mistakes Mm. with them. Yeah. And I think somewhere along the way we think like, well, if they mess up, that's it, which makes absolutely no sense. Like I'm going to hurt you even when I try my best not to. And you might do something that hurts me intentionally or unintentionally. And so having the framework to say, I'm committed to you no matter what, Mm -hmm. even if it hurts me, even if it makes me feel some sort of way, like Mm -hmm. my commitments to you. And so I think expecting mess ups along the way is going to help you. And then when you are able to extend the grace that God's given you for the things that you've done wrong is going to actually allow your husband to be more honest. Cause so many times I, I, you know, we, we do uh, meet with couples that are in crisis and, and that are struggling. And if, you know, I I'll hear the husband say, well, if she only knew, or, you yeah. know, she would, she would leave me. And yeah. I think sometimes the fear because of past things that maybe have been shared, not that it's right, but keeps the husband from wanting to be like, this is all of me because so anyway, I could think of a, I could think of marriage counseling appointments we've done where the guy admits that he has secrets, but won't say, yeah. And I'm like, dude, why are we here? mm -hmm. And he's like, well, can my wife leave? And I just tell you, and I'm like, hell no, dude, what is going on? You know, like this is, we're never going to meet again. Like, are you here to get free? Like, let's do this. You know, like, why did you come? It's like, well, I'll share part of it. And it's like, dude, you're, what you do is you're leaving, you're leaving this like little, like little hook hole. Yeah. Inside you like, or or you're putting up, you're keeping up a fence and uh, a fence, a fence, 
to that a barrier a gate yeah yes and you gotta you gotta tear that down dude you gotta yeah. yank that stuff out you gotta and, and i mean surgery sucks nobody wants a scalpel right to cut nobody them open wants to be sewed back <laughs> yeah nobody wants the scalpel but they, they they but you have to open it up to get to it and uh that's how i think intimacy is too like yeah. you know um I, maybe maybe the maybe the the, the question I would ask you here is should a wife talk to her husband about it? Because you assume that guys d aren't sleeping with their girlfriends and they don't look at pornography. And I'm like, dude, that's, they're all sleeping with their girlfriends yeah. and they're all looking at pornography. This is the world we live in. And if they weren't, they'd be admit, they'd be talking about how they're not sleeping with their girlfriend. Right. <laughs> like for, they'd be talking about how many days they have clean of pornography. Cause it's such a radical achievement yeah. in our world today mm -hmm. to live a committed lifestyle to Christ with your whole body. Yeah. So it's become so permissible. Husband and wife are, 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 you know, wife listens to this podcast and she's thinking to herself right now, man, maybe my husband struggles with pornography. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe I didn't realize that. Maybe I thought he was Superman because he's so good at, you know, should yeah. I bring it up? Mm -hmm. How would you do that? What do you think? How would I bring should it up? Should she bring it up? Oh. Should she ask I mean, her husband? I mean, I think... I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you ask the question, I think that maybe um, she should because if it's if he feels safe in that environment. Ask about DMs. Yeah, you know, but accusatory is going to make the husband shut down. What if it's this way, Maria? What if, they, what if, what if the wife asked the husband, hey, if I was DMing with somebody and you didn't know about it, would you feel betrayed? Yeah, that's and, a good way to and ask. And then put, then he's in her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then he kind of walks for a minute in her shoes, like, oh, yeah. What? And then they get into, hey, sweetheart, if, you know, I know that every single guy struggles with lust out mm -hmm. there, every single one of them. Yeah. And you are up against the wall. The world is coming at you with lust, and mm -hmm. you're a good-looking guy, and I'm sure there's guys, there's, there's gals DMing you and trying to slide in those DMs, and I just, you know, if, if you ever want to, you know, if you ever need a, a prayer, a partner in this, like you need to talk about something like I would, I'm not going to blow up on you. Right. I'm going to understand, like, I'm not perfect either. If you ever want to talk to me about this, don't. Or, feel like, and I would rather you tell me, you know what I mean? Just like have that moment of saying like, there's nothing that's gonna, we're, I'm with you. Like you said, I'm a partner. I think that's really, really good. Yeah. Maybe someone will watch this, this, and this will be a great catalyst for that conversation. Cause yeah. I know for us. Uh, secrets are no secrets have ever been good secrets. No secrets make you sick. Yeah, secrets. Oh my gosh! I mean, I could think of one time I had a good secret from you, <laughs> a good secret, and we almost broke up. Yeah, no, I'm talking about when we were married. What was that? So, oh. so the Refresh story is, I got you a surprise gift for Mother's Day and your birthday. Oh yeah, and I had been saving that money and working doing some extra stuff on hard. Side. Yeah. yeah. So I've been, I've been doing and some consulting. And I was like, something's off with us. I've been doing some consulting. He was getting me a side. very nice gift and it was so thoughtful and it was exactly what I wanted. And he went through all this trouble and like we fought for like months. And I, had and a I, bank I didn't know what was going on. He was like hiding money. I literally had a side business with a bank account in it. And it was and like, I was like, I, was I don't know what's up with us, but this is not good. And then like. It was funny because, like, when we look back on that, like, it was still a secret. And even though, like, well, tell, it was tell what happened. So you wake up. 
I mean, I don't think we need to get into it. I just, right. it was a, a well, very nice I bought her nice something gift. really nice. It's yes. something she'd always want, wanted. And then I was so glad when it was over because I was like, like our I relationship hate had to been you. strained <laughs> for six months at least. And I felt like I've been keeping this secret and yeah. no gift was worth this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this intimacy strain. strain because but even a funny. good secret yeah, was keeping us from totally feeling was. close. And you're like, something is up. <laughs> something is up. And I so, yeah, so. maybe maybe the no secret policy is, you know, maybe the celebrity who was DMing with his with this other person, maybe he didn't have a no secret policy. Right. You know, but I think if you keep secrets from me, I'd feel betrayed. Whether totally. it's I would the, too. Whether it's a credit card or whether it's talking to a guy or yeah. whether it's anything. And um, and some people think that's extreme. And that's why I was joking about being a cult. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but uh, shoot, uh, that's what I want. I want the kind of marriage where where. Yeah. You know, and I think we have it. I do. And I think, yeah. I think it's been, I think we fight for it. We do. Um, but I want that. I want, I want to do that to the day I die with you, man. I want to have, I want to have no secrets. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like, you know, you always don't have to question my trust. I want yeah. to live a life that's not even being accused of being reckless. I want to be a million miles away from that because our marriage, in my opinion, deserves to be treated like the most precious sacred thing yeah. that God's ever trusted me with. And so I'm going to try as hard as I can. And, 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 and I don't think for a second I'm, I'm beyond temptation because I know I've already screwed up on small areas. And so I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to, yeah. I don't ever want to deal with that. I want to live free from that. I, the weight of secrets. Totally. They make you sick. They, yeah. they make you feel heavy. They make you feel not, not well. Um, if there's anybody watching, that maybe you have, like you're hearing all this and, and God's speaking to you. Maybe you don't even know that it's God, but it, I, I would say that there's something being prompted in you that like, man, maybe what I did do, um, I didn't think it was a big deal, but I'm realizing like, man, I, I've hurt my spouse and I've not realized it or um, I've felt now, now that they're explaining all this, there has been a strain. There has been yeah. a lack of intimacy. I just want to encourage you and um, that, that God, if he's prompting you to go to your spouse and ask for forgiveness and bring these things up, the enemy is going to tell you that it's going to blow up in your face and it's going to be awful. And I'm not saying that there might there's consequences for our sin. So it may not initially be the loving, you know, full of grace response. It could be, it might be, but that God's going to honor um, yeah. your faith yeah. in trying of to course. restore yeah. oh, he'll um, help. that betrayal. He'll help. He'll yeah. supernaturally help. I'm 100%. so glad you said that. Because I want to add one more thing to that. Yeah, go for it. If you live with your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're not married mm-hmm. and you're going to try to do this, uh, good luck. That's not, that's not how this works. The supernatural help comes from that covenant that you make with God. Mm. So it's good. I, I see a lot of guys hold their girlfriends to wife expectations. Yeah. I see a lot of girlfriends hold their boyfriend to husband expectations. If you're dating, right, you're, you don't have the whole secrets, the whole thing. Like that's a person that you're dating. <laughs> dating is interviewing them to be married. Yeah. But our culture puts some sort of in-between ground. It's like mm-hmm. there's dating and then there's living together and then there's married. But what living together is, living together is just pretending to be married. <laughs> yeah. So when you live together, 
you can think that you're married mm. and think that God wants to help you and bless you, but God does not want to bless that arrangement. That's not, that's not his design. He's not interested in blessing this sexual immorality. So when you, oh, we're going to live like this and we're going to, you know, we're going to not keep secrets or not do this. Dude, you will do that on your own strength with your own effort because you're only pretending to be in a covenant. Mm. It's not until you actually, and sorry if this is uh, rough, but like it's not until you actually get the cojones to, <laughs> to stand up, dude, and be like, I will marry you. Your dad will walk you down the aisle. I will stand in front of all these people. I will make a promise in front of everybody to God. I will make a lifelong covenant and I will take this responsibility away from her dad into my, and I will make this covenant in front of everybody. God, mm -hmm. the presence of witnesses and her, that's when God goes, that's the kind of covenant I will bless. I yeah. will jump in and help. You're getting in probably this part, the hardest thing you're ever going to do, but I'll be with you every step and of the way. You. But if you're, doing things your own way and then trying to sprinkle in some principles like this, I'm telling you, even though no secrets will help, you're, you're, you're not, I, I don't see That's how supernatural help. I don't see how you can really expect supernatural help. Yeah. Supernatural help comes from doing things God's way yeah. and putting him first. And so, uh, there's been a couple times where I've given a talk like this to a group of people at our church. And, um, I've said, is he, if anybody's living with their boyfriend or girlfriend right now, and you feel inspired, you've been delaying, maybe it was money that you didn't want to uh, spend on the wedding, you've been saving or whatever it is. I mean, we, we're in Los Angeles yeah. and everybody cohabitates, you know what I mean? I mean, so a huge part of our church are people who are coming to explore faith and they're already living with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And um, my job is not to say like, oh, that's okay. That's, you know, it's Los Angeles. My job is to say, dude, what would it look like if you actually got a vision for your life and for your marriage. Mm -hmm. Like how would that change your kid's life for that woman that you're living with to be their mom or that man that you're living with to be their dad? Like how would it change their, your life to live God's way? And then I give this kind of invitation. If you, if you want to do things God's way, I'll do, I'll officiate your wedding for free. You can use the freedom center here for free. And we've done dozens of weddings. We've done multiple times, like 10 how, weddings in a day, 10 weddings in a day. <laughs> Like for free, like we've had dresses given to people. We've had flower girls and professional photographers flowers. and beautiful setup. And it's like they invite their friends and their family and they have the whole Freedom Center for an hour. Uh, you know, I, I officiated or one of my associate mm -hmm. pastors officiates it and they get to have their wedding for free. Because I'm like, dude, let's get e everything that you need around you. You know what I mean? Let's help you make this decision because most marriages end in divorce. Yeah. The failure rate is insane and it's only going higher. If I were to tell you that there was a 60% chance that if you got in your car, you would crash into another car on the way home, you would never get into your car. And yet people are still like jumping into marriages. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so let's not be arrogant and think yeah. that we don't need pre-marriage counseling. Yeah, I was and just going to say that, like pre-marital counseling, Do I love doing marriage counseling? I'm going to be honest. Yesterday we had marriage counseling. I was not a great time. It was not a great time for me. It was not a great time for me. I loved it. Yeah, it's not a great time for me. <laughs> um, but I mean, when something is the most important thing in your life, you will sacrifice for it. You will prioritize it. it. Yeah. Like it costs us money to do that. Like we could spend that 
doing something Justice, more you're fun. wrong. You're a jerk. And I'm like, you know what? You know how easy it is to shut this Zoom down? I'll just close this lid right here, and you can move on to your next appointment, doctor. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, – uh, I just wanted to add that. What you're saying is what really good, and what I was just adding was – Hey, don't try to don't 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 try to live these biblical principles when you're when you're just living with each other and expecting these same results. Mm. If you want God's hand on your life, do it His way. Yeah, and so watch good. the supernatural happen because God will honor your faith. He loves you. He's for you. Preach. Man, some of you, you got a great girl on your hands, bro. That's a great girl on your hands. That could be the mother of your children. But are you sabotaging it by not stepping up in faith and doing it God's way? I think so. I think you're. It's like God wants to bless you and he wants to help you, but he's like, I can't. If you're not going to do it my way, yeah. I can't I can't bless that. Like, invite me in. Yeah. Invite me in. First miracle Jesus ever did was at a wedding. God loves weddings. Yep. And he's for you. He loves marriages. Quick prayer and let's conclude. Jesus, thank you that you are a God of grace. I yes. pray that for every married person watching and yeah. every future person, that future married that is watching God that you um, would allow them to experience. (laughs) Yeah. So that was single people Uh, allow them to experience your grace and extend your grace. I pray for marriages that are watching that they would be strong, that they would be without secrets, that they would be intimate and that they would sense you helping them navigate this thing called marriage in Jesus name. We pray. Amen.